You're listening to the 515 Podcast, led by Pastor John Wayne McMahon with Kingwood United Methodist Church in Kingwood, Texas. Thanks for downloading. Hi there, friends, and welcome to episode 77 of the 515 Podcast. Jason Priestmar here, as always, with John Wayne McMahon. John Wayne, how are you doing today? I am pretty good. Good. Yeah. Had a... Busy, it's my busy season at work, much like it's your busy season at work. Yeah, nothing's going on. <laughs> so, oh, well, that must be nice. <laughs> yeah. So I'm kind of tired. Yeah, me too. Um, and looking forward to some time off. Yeah. Soon, I hope. Yeah. But um, we're in a big uh, new sermon series at, at KUMC, which is awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, and it is Advent, it's officially Advent season. That's correct. I can tell. Uh, I can tell by the weather outside. That it's very, yeah. it's probably nearly Christmas <laughs> because I'm wearing shorts. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, so we actually just listened quickly to the beginning I just of remember that. <laughs> the episode from very, from last, last year. year. Was that Christmas, around Christmas Eve? It was the first week of Advent. Yeah. Oh, the first week of yes. Advent because we were, we couldn't remember what we <laughs> did last year. And the very first thing Jason says is I'm wearing shorts. Yeah. It's actually kind of cooler today, though. It is. It, to be fair, I've been then, like, stuck here in the yesterday house. Yesterday or the I didn't day go before. Outside, yeah. So. So anyway, if um, if you don't think that I'm above, I'm beyond um, reposting last year's episodes. Now you know. I did consider it, but yeah. I, I'm not doing it. So there you, there's the answer to that question. Yeah. Um, John, why don't you give us kind of an overview of uh, where uh, you know this new sermon series we're yeah, talking about absolutely. something to do with hope, which I'm excited about. Yeah. So um, title of the sermon series is Hope is on the Way. Hope's on the way. Um, Obviously, as we celebrate the incarnation of, of Jesus, so hope on the way is Jesus. Yes. Got it? Everybody piecing that together? <laughs> uh, Hold on. I'm going to write this down. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this is good. But yeah, but there's a lot of cool stuff that we're piecing together. So if, you, if you're with us live in the Vine, you'll see that we're kind of, we're, we're, it's based off um, kind of a, a feeling of being in a, a family room. And sharing the story together and how in community we have hope and, and the expectations of the season and things like that. So there's like a living room in, in yeah. divine worship right now. And so um, just a kind of a cool feeling. And, and we're talking about the different ways of Christian hope and how that takes place and, and what God has done, what God has promised to do, um, and what God will continue to do in our, in our lives. And so... Uh, I don't know. There's a, kind of a broad overview without giving too much away. We're we're really are gonna look. You were joking about last year, not like even talking about <laughs> any of the Christmas story, which I think we did a little. You, I you might be thinking of the year before. You remember the year before we preached Easter on Christmas Eve? Wow! Like we did the resurrection because we were doing true, the, yeah. the angel appearances. Uh-huh. And so the only thing, wow. that, yeah, yeah. Anyways, doesn't matter. Sidetrack. So, but we are we're talking about um, this past week was hope in the unexpected or the expected, really expectations we have in the second coming of Jesus, which we'll talk about in a minute. But hope in in the way that Mary um, is carrying the hope of the world mm-hmm. with her, and what kind of responsibility do we have in that in carrying the hope of the world? Yeah. And so all kinds of all kinds of really cool. Um, I think teachable moments, but also worshipful moments in front of us. I think it was cool. I mean, um, the, the decorations you're talking about, the yeah. living room set that's up on our stage, um, where normally you're just standing and the band is standing. Uh, now the band is sta- standing behind yeah, <laughs> yeah. furniture. There's only a couple in front. In a big fireplace. Kind of peeking a over tree. a fireplace. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. Um, 
what I just really liked that a lot of we had a lot of folks come in and like looking yeah. at peeking their heads in like during rehearsal and and in between services. My, like, hey, what's going on? Here? I've shared this, and if there's any sanctuary folks that that are listening, shout out to you. <laughs> um, but my favorite thing every year around one of my favorite things is to see the sanctuary people come over and look at yeah the decorations and what we did over there, and that's cool. I really am. I'm I'm being serious. Yeah. I love that. Um, it's cool for people to, to see some, some of the neat things we get to do in vine worship. And so this one, this one's going to be fun. I'm excited about it. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. So, uh, this is officially the season of Advent. That's correct. Uh, why don't you tell me since I'm clueless, I'm play the clueless person on this podcast. I <laughs> play it very not, well. That's not, <laughs> that's not what your role is, but go ahead. I feel like it is. <laughs> um, give us the... Sale, the elevator sales pitch. Okay. What is Advent, John Wayne? So, so Advent comes from the Latin word Adventus, which means coming or coming of Christ. And okay. so it, it quite literally is the, the season of uh, preparation of the coming of Christ. It's a ecclesiastical, it's a, it's a church season that marks the actually the beginning of the Christian year. Mm-hmm. And so like if we were following kind of our church year, yeah. this is kind of like the beginning of it. Um, it's the first day, the first, the first day of Advent is always four weeks out. It's closest to St. Andrew's day, which is interesting. I won't go into all the details there. Four Sundays in Advent always precede Christmas day. And in Advent is, it's much longer season beginning in the middle of November sometimes. Hmm. Uh, it's traditionally the day in which ecclesiastical year begins. It, I think Advent in the iteration that it is now actually didn't come around to like the fourth century oh wow and so it's been different things uh for a long time um but but right now it's it is the season of the liturgical year that is intentional to prepare us to shape our expectations uh to help us to remember and celebrate and anticipate all that god's gonna do all that god has done in Mm -hmm. jesus um those kind of things how's that how's that elevator pitch you know I talked about this last year. I don't remember if it was on the air or if it was just a conversation we were having before we actually recorded. So yeah. I hope I'm not reusing content here. But I did have a conversation several years ago with someone who is not a Christian. Mm-hmm. And they asked me, how come Christmas is so long? Yeah. Why is it like a month? You yeah. Know? And and at the time, I was just really unprepared for yeah. coming up with a really good answer. Mm-hmm. But... Why is Advent four weeks long, you know? Well, I mean, think about Lent. Lent's the same way. So Advent Advent started in the early church um, from, again, my estimation, some of the research I've done, as a a time period of fasting and preparing. And so it's a a season of preparing the Mm -hmm. Christian for the incarnation that's coming up. Um, and so that's, I guess that's why it's become that way. Yeah. Now, I, I think probably in the fourth century is when it started to take some of the shape it has in the themes that are in Advent, um, particularly one that we'll talk about in a second, uh, about what we did this past Sunday. Mm-hmm. But but I think those came around a little bit later. But yeah, in general, I just think it's a time of preparation. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That sounds good. Yeah. I definitely makes a lot more sense now than it did, you know, so long ago. <laughs> um, 
why don't you give us a little insight into why we started where we started last week? We were already talking about the second coming of Christ, him coming back. Mm-hmm. And, you know, curmudgeon old me was like, well, hold, hold on. He hasn't been born yet. How can, yeah. how can <laughs> what are we skipping so far ahead? Yeah, yeah. Uh, what, what was, what's your, your goal there? Yeah, because Advent is not a, um, it's not, it's not set up to relive chron- chronologically uh, what happened in the past. It's okay. not only as remembrance, yeah. and it has more than remembrance. It's also about anticipation and expectation. And so Jesus already came, like, mm-hmm. and, and we would be a fool, or we would, not fool, we would we would just not be, um, I guess, as faithful to, uh, as faithful to Christian worship if we didn't acknowledge that Jesus truly has already come. And I know that sounds like a duh, (laughs) but as we celebrate Christmas again, or as we celebrate the incarnation again, we, we do so already in light of of God sending Jesus. Mm -hmm. And so that's already taking place. So the very first week, we actually look at the second advent, the Mm -hmm. the second eventus, the arrival of Jesus Christ. So the second coming of Jesus. And typically in the Christian church, you'll find um, in the lectionary text or whatever is there is some kind of second coming text. And so this past week, we looked at Matthew chapter 24, which Jesus is teaching in those few chapters on on both um, some prophecy of the fall of the temple. Uh, he's calling out some of the hypocrisy that's in Pharisees. I mean, all kinds of stuff. And then he talks about judgment day, the second coming. Mm-hmm. And so we wrestle with that. And in this text, Jesus says things like, There'll be two men in the field. Uh, one will be gone, and and one will be left. There'll be two women uh, working, and and one will be gone, and one will be left. And so it'll be when when the Son of Man returns hmm. on the clouds of heaven. That, so that's that's the language that's taken place. And so we looked at that to see how that would shape our how what this does to shape our expectations. Why it's important for the Christian to look forward to that moment, both yearning for that moment when Jesus will return, and all also being filled by that future moment in the present. So what is going to happen in the future should shape how I live in the present. Mm, yeah. And so that's some of what we talked about this past week. And really there was two um, imperatives that we focused on. So Matthew chapter 24, 36 to 51 is the text we looked at, but specifically I really narrowed in on verse 42, which says this, therefore keep watch because you do not know on what day your Lord will come. But understand this, if the owner of the house had known at what time of the night the thief was coming, he would have kept watch. I would not have let his house be broken. So you also must be ready because the Son of Man will come at an hour when you do not expect. Now, in this text, there are three imperatives. I focused on two because I think the third one is emphasizing, is kind of tying back to the first two. But Mm -hmm. those first two are therefore keep watch, Mm -hmm. keep watch. And the second one is understand this. And the reason why um, that is so critical is because I think all that's going on, these are the instructions, the second person plural imperatives in the Greek, where Jesus is saying, all of y'all, mm-hmm. uh, Texan yeah. uh, translation, <laughs> y'all, y'all, this is this is what y'all need to do. This is how you take care of this. And, mm-hmm. and his response is, you need to keep watch and you need to understand. Now, uh, that English kind of breaks down from where I think in my Greek work of, of what those words mean, the full force of those, the keep watch is quite literally wake up, hmm. that you need to be awake, you need to be alert, sober-minded, or the different usages of that word. And then the other one is that you need to live like you understand this, not just understand it, but your life should be 
should be, should be clearly shaped by you understanding this right. because understand is just kind of an intellectual this word kind of carries with it some action so those are the two imperatives um, that were that are before you so the instructions are to be awake mm-hmm. to be alert or sober-minded and to live like you understand uh, what what it is that that Jesus is telling you okay. does that does that make sense yeah so so how do we wake up and what is it you know what does it look like to be ready like yeah to be talking? ready alert sober-minded and so that's a great point in the very same text he talks about he he all of a sudden shifts into analogy where he's talking about um, the 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 steward of the household serving food to the others that are in the house. Mm-hmm. Um, what what kind of steward of the household would not take care of the duties that are uh, that are responsible for that that person's responsible for? So the question is, in order to be awake and to live like you understand it, it's to serve. It's to to act. It's to do. It's to love. It's to it's to live into the calling that we have. It's it's so that our lives are actually meeting our the words that we profess with our mouth. It is it is that action. And so to be awake is to actually care about uh, mercy and justice and faithfulness. Uh, to be awake is to care about the orphan and the widow. To be awake is to care for the prisoner, the least, the last, the lost. To be awake is to be actually participating in the kingdom that is already here now. Yeah. So our expectation of the future shapes the way that we live right now. Now, a lot of times, um, Jason, I shared a little bit Sunday, but a lot of times people read this text of watch, uh, keep looking, um, this alert. Uh, they take this to be like, let's look in the stars and let's find when all the signs are coming oh, really? to be. Yeah. And here comes the, this means that Jesus is mm-hmm. coming because Trump took office and, and this is happening in the Middle East and, and this king and this pope and the pope was wearing whatever he was on Tuesday and so um, all of this should be said. You know, I, I one of my good friends growing up, I mean, he just fell into this kind of thing and uh-huh. I just don't think that the force of this text, even though Jesus and the New Testament writers say you will know when things are starting to take place He's not saying, therefore, you should guess and estimate. He's saying that we should be alert and be ready. And in this text, exegetically, it clearly looks like that means serve yeah. and work and be a part of what's going on around you. I like that analogy you said with back uh, working in the food industry. It's like, you know, if you were always doing the right thing and had the tongs in the right place and we're, yeah. we're, we're, we're doing things the way you should have been doing the whole time, yeah. you wouldn't have to scramble at the last minute when you're like, Oh my gosh, they're coming. Yeah, here comes the health inspector. Let's clean up Let's around. hurry up and, and <laughs> yeah. do those things. There's a freedom in actually participating already. Um, yeah, absolutely. In, in what's going on. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Um, so we did get a, a listener submitted question this week, which I was so excited about. Um, it was my wife and she, you know, let me, let me know, Hey, you can use this. I'm like, yes, thank you. Um, and I think that this uh, question is in reference to some of the description of uh, hypocrisy with the Pharisees, right? Yeah. yeah. So um, the the question is, what is the difference between hypocrisy and sin? Which I was like, oh, that's a that's yeah, a thoughtful. That's pretty. It's a philosophical question. Yeah. Yeah. So in the in the sermon or kind of lecture before uh, <laughs> this text, okay, Jesus is going through these woes. Woe to you, woe to you, woe to you. He's kind of listing off all these ways that the Pharisees and those that are, have pharisaical mm-hmm. um, 
characteristics are caring about things but not caring about the heart of things. And so he's talking about hypocrisy in many different ways. Sure. And so that spurred on uh, Emily to ask this question about uh, what's the difference in hypocrisy or sin. And so I was kind of wrestling with that a little bit. If it, by definition, hypocrisy is a pretense to having a virtuous character that you actually don't have. Okay, so okay. you're mm-hmm. pretending to be virtuous in some characteristic when okay. you actually don't, right? Yeah, yeah. Typically, I mean that's that, and, and in particularly to religion, you're pretending to be so. Like in the woes, Jesus says, "Woe to you who um, tithes even a tenth of your spices, and yet you don't care anything for mercy and mm-hmm. justice." Um, and what he's saying is, woe to you who are you're giving to the church because the law tells you that you're supposed to give to the temple a tenth of everything you yeah. own. And you're even tithing the spices you cook with, and yet <laughs> you're not caring for any of the beggars, the least, the last, the lost. Yeah. You're walking right past the bleeding woman and the mm-hmm. person on the mat, mm-hmm. and you're not you're, you're getting mad at me for healing on the Sabbath and all of these, these random things. And so you're missing the heart of it. And so anyways, with that in mind, I would say that um, hypocrisy is, is – it's easy to make a case that hypocrisy is sinful. Um, now we're starting to talk about is it – but it, do you know if you're a hypocrite, right? Like, right. Like if someone's serving in a in, – so if someone is acting in a hypocritical way, if they could be ignorant to the fact that they are. And mm-hmm. so it's not until their eyes are open that they see the sinfulness of their hypocrisy – so, so I'm kind of speaking in circles a little bit, but all of that to say, I, I believe that at least being at least being a hypocrite is being blind to the deficiency that's in your life, yeah. which I think you can make a pretty good case of sin. Mm-hmm. And so for those of us that are hypocritical, at the very least, we have work to do to put us in positions to see those places in our life where God wants to transform it, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, that's good. I mean, if you're if you're being hypocritical knowingly, you're you're faking you're you're faking something that you not you're not yeah not being who you are. You're wearing that mask that we've always talked we yeah. talk about here all the time. Yeah, that you're like put at the show. And maybe maybe hypocrisy is not sin in itself, but hypocrisy is the precursor to sin. Yeah, because if you're living in a shell of yourself, then you're also acting in certain ways. Maybe mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, how's that? So um, why do we why are we starting Advent in this particular kind of talking about other stuff uh, this year? What's yeah? Why does it start with this? Um, because Advent always it, in the liturgical year always starts with um, this expectation of the second coming because it is the it is um, it's standing on the shoulders of what the incarnation has already accomplished in our life and, mm. and the hope that we have looking forward so that the season of Advent and even moving to Christmas is is less about sentimentality, which we mess up this all oh, the gosh. time. It's yes. all about sentimentality. <laughs> Um, and it's more about anticipation and expectation and the truth that we have in a God that's already come and God is with us and the fact that God will come again uh, in Jesus Christ uh, to restore all things. That's an expectation I hope that should shape how we live today. And so um, there's a reason to start in that place. Let me let me share a quote with you. This is from Michael Green. Okay. I, I didn't get to share this Sunday, so this is new. Nice. Jesus pursues this theme of watchfulness or being ready, uh, but now gives it a different nuance in the text. He's looking for servants he can rely on. Who will act in the same way when he is absent as when he is present? Mm. So he talks about the master staying away 
and when when uh mom and dad were gone for a while uh me and my brothers got increasingly more confident <laughs> and mischievous yeah. in the way that we were and so there's some some of that logic here so who will act in the same way when he is absent as when he is present? In this story, the master delays his return for a variety of reasons, of which the servants know nothing, an echo of the sense of delay in the return of Christ that was so deeply felt among the early Christians. Delay can breed bad behavior. Nobody appears to be in charge, and the servants do their own thing. Their baser passions are given free reign. The outcome will be disaster, but holiness is called for. That is the that is to be the one of the main distinguishing marks of Christians in the time between the two advents, mm-hmm. us being holy, not just being good people. This is not just about trying to be as good as we can. What this is about is being the set-apart people that God has made us to be and is continuing to make us Absolutely. to be. Absolutely, yeah. So that's what this is about. So it shapes us as we look forward. Um, without this, we shall land uh, land up as hypocrites and outside the kingdom, which is a harsh way to end For that, sure. but, Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. But I guess you know, going back to my uh, complaining about uh, not talking about the Christmas story, you know, joking about that. But it it's like you know, if you only waited till once a year to, it's like oh, think about when the Christmas movies come out yeah. on TV yeah. or, you know, the Charlie Brown's uh, special yeah, came out yeah, every yeah. Christmas. It's like, yeah. you wait all year for that. Yeah. And then it's like, oh, cool. I saw it. And then, now, okay, I'm done. Now yeah. I, can, I can wait until next year. Yeah. And that's probably not the way we want to be living our faith, right? <laughs> no, no. This should this should shape our hope. It should shape how we, how we engage with the world. I saw this quote today from um, Bible Project guys, actually. Cool. It said, yes. the biblical hope looks to God's character uh, it's not about optimism. It's not just this mm-hmm. kind of weird optimism, right? Like I, I, I've, you, we all know those people that are just like rose-colored glasses right. optimists. You're like, oh my gosh, give it up. <laughs> like we're down a hundred points. There is no chance. So you're saying that there's a chance. That's right. <laughs> no. Biblical hope looks to God's character alone as a basis for trusting that the future will be better than the present. Mm-hmm. Isn't that good? That's great. Yeah. So I think that's it. We'll put a bow on that. That's great. So um, next week, tell me what that, I mean, I actually Yeah, yeah. Uh, so <laughs> next week we look at a, a prophecy okay. that um, is shared from Isaiah chapter 9, um, looks to the incarnation of Jesus. And we're going to talk about, um, we're going to talk about the hope in God um, being the answer of a prophecy, the way that God was the answer for mm-hmm. for the biblical narrative, the way that Jesus is this this great promise that was promised and came true. Yeah, and we're gonna talk about how that that moves into our life in a really cool way. Um, and then we got some other stuff on the horizon. What do you what have you been working on that's coming up? Okay, um, I was trying to forget that because yeah. <laughs> that's been another point of stress. But it's yeah. been it's been really uh, beneficial or been it's been good and rewarding. Yeah. Um, we're working on the live streaming. Um, the the goal. When did we start talking about this? Besides last year, like like really I was about to say, hardcore. Like, we've been talking about it for a couple years, but yeah. um, I would say summer. Yeah, summer. Summer. The timeline came together. But the timeline, the the target has always been mm-hmm. that we would be streaming the Christmas mm-hmm. Eve service 
online. Yeah, the timeline came together summer, and we started working on it September one. I think. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. And and um, it's been a pretty constant crush since crunch. I should say since yeah. uh, October is is when my yeah. my first memory, my furthest memory goes back. But um, we've made some just really good oh, uh, progress. It yeah. was October, I think. Yeah. And um, we're so close. We've done a couple of test streams to a secret group of mm-hmm. uh, people, mm-hmm. uh, some of them listeners to this podcast, which has been great. And yeah. the feedback has been good. And, and really, that's been really uplifting and kind of, um, I mean, that's been the win in my sales for yeah. a lot of this project. Yeah. It's like, okay, yeah, I get it. You know, there's, yeah. there's a really great value in doing all this. So uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to... Yeah, Jason. Jason's been heading this up with Ryan, and yeah. they've been working nonstop. And um, Jason has essentially built this dang thing, and have been working on. So he he, you always see him in the tech booth, but he's actually for the <laughs> last month only been working on streaming, That's trying right. to get this ready. Yeah. 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 Anyway, I was gonna say there's someone's coming and said, hey. Um, you know, can you check the volume level? I'm like, yeah. I can't right now. Yeah, yeah. It was my daughter. She's, oh. she's like, hey, turn it up. I'm like, I'll pass that on. But yeah, I, yeah. I'm really take a doing it, something. Right? Yeah, take it. <laughs> yeah. Put in request yeah. and we'll try and handle it by Easter. But yeah, no. so so when when does this start? Um, so sermon will be live and live streamed and available on yeah. on the webs on the 16th. Is that right? What? That's no. You, I thought we said Christmas Eve. No, no, no. Okay, this the uh, timeline has been accelerated. Yeah, sermon only is oh, what. That's right. Sermon only. Yeah, sermon only is not this Sunday, but the next Sunday. Yeah, is that right? I believe you. You're the you're the. Anyways, the sixteenth. Yeah, but that is. we are hopeful that I mean we not this Sunday, but next Sunday, and then the entire service will be live streamed right on Christmas Eve and ongoing, and you'll also be able to get the videos on demand. Um, those will be uh, housed in Vimeo mm-hmm. and on our website. Yeah, that's like what that. I'm really excited about. Yeah. It's kind of having this library of videos, of sermons that we can go back to yeah. for full services or what, whatever they turn out to be. Right. Um, that's to be decided, I believe. Yeah. But that's cool. Yeah. You know, we'll be able to go back and watch just like we can go back and listen to our embarrassing podcast from a year. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We'll do the same thing with sermons. Yeah. Amen. All, all right, right, guys. Uh, thank you all for listening. We love you all. Praying for you. And we'll talk to you next time. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.